Hello everyone, welcome back to The Nothing Show. Today's episode is going to be Tuesday Night NFL Rundown for Week 2. I'm really excited to bring this episode to you guys, and I just wanted to say thank you a lot for listening. So, let's get straight to it. Uh, Overall, Week 2 was a really, really interesting one. We had a lot of exciting games, a lot of boring games, a couple upsets, and a lot of injuries. So, just to start off this episode, I just wanted to list every injury. Not to, I don't want to dwell on it too much, because it's kind of a sad part about football, but I do think it's important just to let everyone know all the injuries. Uh, I'm not going to go in depth uh, on how much time they will miss or, or the specific injury for every player, but uh, because there's honestly too many to list, but I'll just get I'll just get started. So Nick Bosa tore his ACL, Garoppolo has a high ankle sprain, Raheem Mostert hurt his knee, Solomon Thomas tore his ACL, a lot of damage for the 49ers, really, really sad to see for a Super Bowl team from last year. Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. Sterling Shepard got injured. Drew, Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, Malik Hooker, Paris Campbell. Broncos and uh, and Colts got, got hit pretty hard too, especially the Broncos because they lost their quarterback. Christian McCaffrey's out for a few weeks. Rashad Perriman and Connor McGovern, both from the Jets, are out. Tyrod Taylor wasn't able to play, and uh, that led to the start for rookie quarterback uh, Justin Herbert so we'll get to that later uh, Devontae Adams Byron Jones Tevin Coleman Anthony Barr Chris Hogan Dawson Knox Frank Clark and Tavon Young are just some of the notable names that got injured and it's weird because usually there's not that many big names that go down in a given week of the NFL but this week it was just star player after star player like Saquon Barkley Nick Bosa you'd never expect something like that so it's really really rough to see but uh, you know, we. I hope that they all have speedy recoveries and are able to come back to the game as soon as possible. Like, I guess for some of the players, that's going to be next year, but well, I guess we'll see them next year. So getting into some of these games, I think the game of the week for sure, I think most people would agree with me, is uh, Patriots versus Seahawks. Cam's back. Cam played phenomenally. He played lights out, multiple rushing touchdowns, same as first week, great passing game, throwing for a lot of yards, and most importantly, he played the game really close. Uh, Seahawks won 35-30, to but it, it really could have gone either way. A couple seconds left, Patriots were on the goal line, and one yard away from the end zone, and I they called kind of a questionable play that would have won the game. They had Cam run into the end zone, and that was working throughout the game, didn't work once. And so a lot of people are wondering why they decided to go with that play when they could have done something else that was less predictable. Even the commentator knew that they were most likely going to go with Cam. So kind of surprising there, but some exciting stuff to talk about in that game. Uh, Russell Wilson for sure is looking like an MVP candidate. He's playing the best football really we've seen him play. Throwing to DK Metcalf at a game. Chris Carson played really well. And overall, just the Seahawks look like a very complete team. Uh, Quandre Diggs did get ejected for a helmet-to-helmet hit on Nikhil Harry. It was a pretty controversial hit. I thought for sure he should be ejected, even if it wasn't necessarily on purpose or he, there was no harm meant. It At the end of the day, it's 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 a hit that we have to take out of the NFL. and it, we're, I, we're, we're glad Nikhil Harry's okay. He didn't get injured, but that could have been worse. So I think just to kind of... Set the precedent, you, precedent, you would do have to eject him for that. 
Edelman had had a great game, over a hundred receiving yards. Him and him and Newton, Cam Newton, already have a great connection going for them uh, in New England. It'll be interesting to see if how far these two teams get in the playoffs. And for the Patriots, honestly, it's not really. We don't really know for sure if they'll make the playoffs. But if they do, I mean, you can't rule out a Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl. I think we'd all love to see that. When those two teams play, it's always a very, very fun game to watch. My second favorite game of the week was Saints versus Raiders. This was another great, great watch. Uh, Raiders won. I actually picked them to win the game on my Instagram, so <laughs> props to me. Uh, the Saints didn't look great. They started off pretty good. And then after that, Drew Brees just couldn't really get the ball going through the air without Michael Thomas on his team. Even with Michael Thomas, he, he struggled week one against the Buccaneers. Thankfully, the Buccaneers played worse for the Saints. Alvin Kamara had a really good game. Uh, per, as per usual, he always kind of plays well. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders only had one catch. Jared Cook, I think, had two or three. It was it was a rough showing for the for the New Orleans Saints. They also had over 100 yards in penalties. They really struggled with penalties. And the Raiders just capitalized. Josh, Josh Jacobs was on fire, rushed for 88 yards. Derek Carr played well, 70%-ish completion rate. Uh, Darren Waller had a, had, a, had a day. He had, I think, 12 receptions, over 110, 120 yards. He's, he's in contention for the best tight end in the league right now, especially because... George Kittle's been injured, and we haven't seen much from Travis Kelsey. I think that he's going to start turning a lot more heads, especially when they beat a more competitive team. But that's the thing. The Saints were considered one of the most competitive teams, and now that the Raiders beat them, everyone's like, oh, you know, the Saints weren't really that good. The Raiders are playing the Patriots next week. We'll see what happens then. Before this, the Saints were considered one of the top teams in the NFL. So people are, of course, just discrediting, discrediting the Raiders. Not a surprise, but I think... I think the Raiders have a decent chance to make the playoffs. They are in a rough division with the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos, but some people were saying the Broncos were going to make the playoffs. It's looking unlikely with all their injuries now, uh, but we'll, we'll keep some tabs on that division and see how things turn out. Now just kind of running through uh, some of the other games from this week. Bengals-Browns, of course, was the game that started the week off. That was Thursday Night Football. Burrow and Baker looked pretty good that that week or that day. Burrow, of course, looking better. Baker, Baker played well for Baker Mayfield. He they won the game thirty-five to thirty, but of course the Bengals have a far worse roster with less talent than the Browns, so that they should have won that game. But the Browns or the Bengals kept that one really, really close, which a lot of people weren't expecting. I think Burrow's got a huge future ahead of him. He. He's playing amazing for a rookie quarterback. Odell caught a long throw for a touchdown, which is pretty nice to see him him score. Uh, Baker and him had a pretty good connection, so maybe they got something going on there. Giants versus Bears. Of course, this was a rough game. Montgomery from the Bears got hurt. Saquon tore his ACL. And... Uh, Sterling Shepard got hurt too. This it's honestly just a shame to see such like a young star like Saquon Barkley get injured. You never want to see something like that, especially for a bad team like the Giants. They kind of need Saquon Barkley to stay competitive. There are rumors that the Giants are going to go ahead and sign Devonte Devonte Freeman. I I'd, I'd imagine that's probably true. They need a running back. They have another one, but he's not 
I, to be honest, I don't know his name. He's not great, not good enough to carry the full workload. So they're going to bring Devontae Freeman in. Uh, of course, free agent coming from the Falcons. Uh, Giants will continue to try to stay competitive in the NFC East, kind of one of the weaker divisions in football right now. Uh, Bears won. Mitchell Trubisky, 2-0, off, off to a good start this season. Of course, paying Nick Foles a little too much money for being a backup, but I think once the Bears start playing bad, which it's inevitable they're the Bears, it's Mitchell Trubisky, they're going to start playing bad. Foles will get out there and give them kind of that mid-season push, similar to Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill from the Titans of last year. Falcons and Cowboys, <laughs> this was a crazy game. Falcons going up super early, 20 points. They had Cowboys had four turnovers in the first half, and it, it was looking very bad for the Cowboys. It was a 99.9% chance, or maybe it was 99.7, can't remember, but one of those. And somehow the Falcons blew that lead. Uh, dude, Dak played really, really, really well. He had uh, He's the first player, I think, in the Super Bowl era to have 450 passing yards and three rushing touchdowns in a game. So he's making his case for, for making 45, 40 mil, whatever he wants. Uh, we'll see if he gets it. I mean, if he keeps winning like that, coming back like that, he definitely will. Uh, the Falcons did kind of blow it, though, on a botched onside kick they before it went 10 yards they had the opportunity to jump on it but I guess they like didn't know the rules and they didn't hop on it so the Cowboys were able to recover it uh hit a game-winning field goal uh, right as time expired in in Dallas so pretty exciting for a Cowboys fan of course Cowboys and Washington football team are now tied for first place in the NFC East next next up Panthers and Bucks Bucks took this one. Tom Brady played all right. He started to play better after his first disappointing game in Tampa Bay. Panthers lost Christian McCaffrey. That's a really that's a stinger for if you're a Panthers fan or even a Panthers player. That's their whole offense runs through him. Similarly with the Giants. Leonard Fournette had a day. Mike Evans also had a day. Uh, Chris Godwin didn't play due to an injury, but they didn't really need him against a kind of a weak Panthers team. 49ers versus Jets, of course, this is one of the big stories, is the injuries. I think the 49ers had about eight players go down, did, weren't able to finish the game, th- two serious ACL tears, one high ankle sprain. They, they A few 49ers players, and I think Kyle Shanahan, started to put a little bit of the blame on on MetLife Stadium Field, which is where the Jets play, also the Giants play. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I haven't done enough research, but perhaps it's something to look at. They were saying that the field felt sticky or tacky, and it led to like awkward movements when when your cleat dug into the turf. I guess we'll we'll hear more about that soon. 49ers took that one pretty easily. Uh, Raheem Mostert scored on the first drive of the game. Broncos versus Steelers, this was a pretty hyped-up game. A lot of people were pretty high on the Broncos, also very high on the Steelers. Uh, Steelers won, but not very convincingly, especially when Drew Locke goes out with a shoulder injury and Jeff Driscoll finishes the game for the Broncos, and the Broncos were still in it. It wasn't really a statement win for the for the Steelers. Uh, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, and... Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster all played well. The Steelers' passing game was good, but their defense was not playing great against 
the Broncos. For all the people saying the Steelers are going to have a deep playoff run, they need to play better than this if they're going to do that. But overall, I I hope the season's not over for the Broncos, but Drew Locke going out, it, it could be rough, especially now that Von Miller and Cortland Sutton are out for the season, two of their star players. I'm not, I hate to say it, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of counting the Broncos out here. Jags and Titans, this this was not really expected to be an interesting game, but it was. Of course, Derrick Henry kind of did his thing, rushing for 100 or so yards. Uh, but the Jags played well. Gardner Minshew is doing great. He's probably the most underrated quarterback in the league right now. I can't think of anyone who's like less well-known, less of a household name, but is still putting up great numbers like he is. Uh, really staying in the game with the Jags, no one expects them to. The Jags... I wouldn't say they have a shot at the division because that division's very up for grabs right now between the Texans, Colts, and Titans. But they maybe have a shot at it if they keep if Minshew keeps playing the way he is. They could beat the Titans next time and win some more games in their division. They could they could win it. Lions versus Packers. The Lions took an early lead, but the Packers came back. I would like to say that. Aaron Rodgers is another one of my top MVP candidates. Uh, quick note, uh, I would say right now my top five MVP candidates are Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and mm, I would say, and Russell Wilson, of course, but I would say those are my top five in, in not really a specific order, but I think Russell Wilson's probably the top one. Continuing on, Bills versus Dolphins. This was a pretty interesting game. You'd think it would be not too close. The Bills kind of would take this one pretty easily, but it was a very close game. Dolphins actually had a lead in the fourth quarter at one point. Josh Allen played really well, though. Passed for over 400 yards, his first ever career game to do so. Just the week after, passing for his first 300-yard game. That's why I think he's one of the leading candidates for MVP right now. He's number one in passing yards right now. And of course, he's got that dual threat attribute to him. Had some great runs against the Dolphins. I think that one of the main reasons the Bills' defense struggled against the Dolphins was because both of their starting linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, are out. They're not on the IR, so they're probably going to come back in the next week or two. And that's so it's not really a long-term thing for the Bills. But Dolphins didn't look terrible. Now, Vikings versus Colts. I got this one wrong. I thought the Vikings were going to win. The Vikings disappointed. Kirk has not been playing well. He had like a 16 passer rating and really, really struggled against the Colts. Vikings fans that I've talked to kind of on social media have been really, really frustrated with his performance. They're mad they paid him so much. But the thing is, this is the exact same thing they did last year. And I said, give it a little time. Once he once he gets into his own, comes into his own, he'll be doing better. And he did that last season and actually won a playoff game against the Saints. So I think that the Vikings, there's a chance they don't make the playoffs, but they're still going to be a competitive team. And I would probably assume that they're going to have a winning record. But just give them a few weeks to develop. The Indianapolis looked pretty good, though. Uh, it's rough that Malik Hooker and Paris Campbell both got injured. Those are two crucial crucial parts to both their offense and defense, but but every team is really getting injured right now. So Washington versus the Cardinals. Uh, this was I watched a lot of this game because it's my local game. It, honestly, it was pretty boring. 
Washington had a lot of failed opportunities, like a Dwayne Haskins fumble five yards from the end zone and a punt return fumble. I don't want to say they... I, I can't even say that they would still be in the game even if they made those plays, though. It was, it was a rough game. I think the Cardinals are severely underrated. They're probably a top eight team, in my opinion. Kyler Murray, of course, probably my second option for MVP. He's been playing playing very well, but it's it was rough for the Washington. Their defense can't do everything. Their offense didn't play well. Towards the end of the game, they kind of started clicking once they started forcing the ball to Terry McLaurin, their star receiver, but we'll see what happens this week for them against the Browns. Ravens versus Texans. There's been a lot of discussion about Deshaun Watson's play. Uh, I was watching some, some, some TV today and people are starting to say that maybe Deshaun Watson got overpaid. I don't think that's the case at all. I still think Deshaun Watson is one of those star, star quarterbacks in this league. He's just getting no help from his coaches and his team. They got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, losing DeAndre Hopkins or Deshaun Watson loses his star receiver. He's got a new running back, but they're not even thrown to the running back that much. It, so they're just handing it off, hoping that um, David Johnson can get a lot done, and he just can't do the job himself. I think Bill O'Brien is not a great NFL coach, and he's he's probably on his way out in Houston. Chiefs and Chargers, this was a really, really exciting game because, unfortunately, Tyrod Taylor wasn't able to play due to a chest injury. So, Justin Herbert got the surprise start, and he played well. He played like a first-round pick. He's look, He played kind of like Joe Burrow, honestly, um, in the same fashion that, that they both looked looked NFL-ready. The, the Chargers are saying that Tyrod Taylor will start when he comes back. I don't know if that's a good idea. I think maybe they should just try to develop uh, Justin Herbert because he, he seems to give him just as much of a chance to win because... He was he almost beat the Chiefs. He brought he brought the game into overtime against the Chiefs, probably one of the best teams in the NFL. So he looked good. Uh, not to say the Chiefs looked bad, although the, although Mahomes was a little off. Not Mahomes, but just kind of the Chiefs' offense overall was kind of off in the first half of the game. But once Tyreek Hill started catching those long passes, it was uh, finally Rams and Eagles. I saved this one for last because I I want to talk about Carson Wentz kind of a lot. Um, Carson Wentz has looked awful the first two weeks of the season. Week one against Washington starts off well in the first quarter because Washington wasn't even covering the tight ends. And then after that, he has a abysmal game. Gets sacked eight times, trying to make plays he can't make. Uh, now this week against the Rams, Aaron Donald just putting on that constant, constant pressure. Wentz played awful. He looked terrible. It's hard to believe that this guy was an MVP candidate a couple years ago, but now, if you look, if you go talk to some Eagles fans, they they want to start Jalen Hurts over Wentz. And to be honest, I don't blame them, but I don't think that they can, that they should bench Wentz. I just don't think that he's he's bottom at the end of the day, he's a good quarterback, but he's just having a few bad games. But we don't really know how good he is, you know. He's, he's decent, above average at the very least, but is he more than that? We got to just just wait and see. He got paid a lot. He got paid a ton and guaranteed money for the next two years. Most guaranteed money for any quarterback, I believe. And so the Eagles got to rock with him for at least two more years. So 
we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll try to develop Hurts behind him. Maybe play a little bit of two. But I, I think Wentz is going to finish at least this season. And, and I don't want to look into it too much just because, you know, we're only two weeks in. How much can you really blame Wentz? But, but based off these two weeks, he has not looked good. And I think everyone kind of agrees on that. Nobody thinks he's been playing well or anything. So we... I want to keep looking at Wentz, going to keep watching his film, his decision-making, and overall just his accuracy, just throwing the ball. I just want to keep watching that and see how he ends up doing because I kind of feel bad for the guy. He's on a talented team, but for some reason he just can't get it done. So that's that's probably one of the bigger topics uh, in the NFL this week. Rams ended up winning that game 2-0. and A lot of people rank, rank them in their top 10, top 8 teams in the league right now. So definitely keep watching out for them. You know, they went from going to the Super Bowl to missing the playoffs, and we'll see what they do this season. So with that being said, that's the end of our episode for today. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, Next week, I'm planning to have probably one of my friends or maybe even two or three of them just come on the show, and we're going to talk football. So it's going to be less of a a game analysis, and we're just going to talk about whatever we feel like. I might do like a quick five minute thing just by myself to run through the games really quick. But then after that, we're going to be going into some discussion. It's not going to be an interview. It's just going to be a group discussion. So I'm really excited for that. And yeah, that's it. Thank you guys a lot for listening and I'll catch you guys next week. Uh, This is Clay from the Nothing Show logging off.